Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, the podcast that once in a while creates an episode for its listener. <laughs> You missed. This is our take two. You missed James Breakwell almost dying, choking to death. I had to do a virtual Heimlich. And James, you're welcome, man. I saved your life. And the best part is me choking isn't even why we stopped the episode. It was because I had the wrong audio settings and you couldn't hear me clearly enough while I was choking. If In case you wondered what our priorities were, those those are it right there. Wait, what is the priority there? To hear you choke to death or to not yes. actually? Oh, I've, okay. I've always, I am, when I finally die, it's going to be all over social media for maximum likes. Maybe that'll be the one podcast episode of ours that goes viral. Most listened to episode ever. Insufferable co-host dies. That'll, that'll be the headline there. Good looking co-host survives. I like how the <laughs> subtitle will read also. Good. James, did, you just called yourself insufferable. I, I'm sort of, I'm digging this self-awareness. This new course is really taking hold. Yeah, I just, I'm in the stage where everything is insufferable, including myself. I'm just done with the world. <laughs> done. I'm done with me. I'm done with all of this. And, and, and you know, on top of that, we still got to fit this podcast in. Two weeks in a row, we couldn't find even 25 spare minutes to do it. Right now, I really don't have 25 spare minutes. I should be feeding my children. Instead, I'm talking to you. If they grow up malnourished, it's because of this food delay right now. But I think it was worth it. If only because our single fan will appreciate the sacrifice. She, she did tweet a bit of woe last week when it was two weeks in a row that we were vacant. We were absent. Yes. And actually what we're doing this now, like in the middle of it, my dog is currently going nuts, but I have a crew of men behind my house right now taking <laughs> down trees. They have been doing it all day. They could knock on my front door at any second. So who knows how much of this is even going to go through. Uh, but I thought you could relate because you certainly have a, uh, a property where you've been destroying nature as well. So we currently are both in the, in the forest destroying business. James, nothing fills my heart with more glee than to hear the screams of baby blackberries under the edge of my blade. Oh, as they taste my wrath. God, I hate blackberries. Okay, so first of all, blackberries are delicious. And second of all, the blackberries appear to be winning this war because I believe your other cutting vehicle died. Like, they took it out, guerrilla warfare style. Uh, well, the BAM is in the hospital. So Heather, uh, sorry, my wife, Mrs. Steve, who doesn't like me to call her by her first name. She likes Mrs. Steve, actually. But uh, so she got a little BAM. Now, people have suggested we call it the little ass mower, but it's not. It's a bush hog. So we just call it the little BAM because it sort of it, uh, it's a little dog that has a big dog spirit. Point is, that was used for exactly two hours before it died. And uh, a guy is actually... He came this afternoon from the co-op to take a look at it, and he determined he needed some parts. So he went back to the co-op, and he should be zooming back up my driveway any minute. God, I love the guys at the co-op. They're like the opposite of Blackberries and James Breakwell. Now, wait, is 
when I think of a co-op, I think of a place where farmers take their seeds and they like collectively yep. store it and sell it later. Is that, is that what this is? And they also do like lawn mower maintenance. Is that what's going on here? Well, they sell equipment to handle. They sell all kinds of farming equipment, and this is part of what helps maintain property. So it's about uh, six feet wide, and we pull it behind. You can pull it behind a tractor or behind a four wheeler, and it's got like a, like two axe blades that are circulating, and they'll take out trees that are up to six inches wide. Like it's it's badass. I don't know why it's taking you so long to kill your forest. Like these guys out here, they showed up at eight <laughs> o'clock this morning and they have taken down two 50 or 60 year old trees like by, by quitting time. They just demolish those things. They've got a cherry picker. They took apart my fence. My animals are locked inside. They're gonna have all sorts of accidents on my wood floors and on my carpet. It's just chaos here. But man, when they come to kill a tree, they kill a tree. Wait, what, what's going on with your trees? You haven't written about this in your newsletter. Well, the one up, well, I have, I have ash trees. I have all ash trees on this property. It's what I've always had. And so they are all doomed to extinction. Oh. oh this, just, just hold on. I got. I, I hear mass stuff. destruction, chaos, mayhem. All right. You, you fill, fill dead air time. It's what you do best. <laughs> I will be back. <laughs> mayhem and destruction is what we're used to here on Rattlesnake Ranch. I will say to everybody who's not James and can enjoy the view, I'm at the grave site. James doesn't know that yet, although I think he can hear me right now. So I will spin the camera around and show everybody the grave up close. But behind me is the view from the grave site. And uh, as you can tell, as the trees are coming in, it's just freaking awesome. The sun is about to go right into the frame and mess up the picture. But for the time being, it's very cool. I drove, uh, I don't know what to call this one. I, this one is, uh, this one might actually be the lamb, the little ass mower. This is the little John Deere riding mower that suburbanites ride. I've been riding it around and cutting some grass in common areas so that as uh, long as we don't have any other real grass cutting equipment, I at least want to do something. Feel like I'm right. being productive. Speaking I, of uh, anti-productive, I, I think James is back. I have returned to spare our people from your lawnmower discourse. I had to go <laughs> put the fear of God into some children who picked this exact moment to attack each other for reasons sure. unknown. You know, it's like, hey, kids, I'm recording. I'm hitting the recording button. I have a super sensitive microphone on. It's going to pick up every sound in the house. And that, that is the moment they choose to attack. James, I think you just answered your own question. Why did they pick that moment to attack? It's the perfect moment. It, it really is. I, I'm impressed, though, because you could hear them over the chainsaws <laughs> and over the dog barking. So you were about to finish a story. You have ash trees that are, I guess, destined for extinction because of their lifespan? No. Haven't you heard of the emerald ash borer? No. I am sorry that you live in a cave 100 miles under the ocean, but... There's a, there's a parasite that's killing all ash trees, not some or most, but all. Like every ash tree in America, actually oh, in the world, no. is getting this thing, and they're just they're going extinct, and it just kills them slowly. So these trees have been slowly dying from the outside in. Like every year, there's more dead branches uh, poking out, and like the the leaves are only in the middle. And those big dead branches, not only do they look hideous, but they gradually 
fall off sure and, you know, crush whatever's below them and i had one between the sidewalk and the road and that was the city's problem and they finally finally agreed it was dead enough that they took it down and they paid for it but my trees in back were equally dead and uh they just every year they look worse and this time i hadn't been out in my backyard like all winter long i had the back entrance sealed off so for, for around the pig door just to try not to freeze the inside of the house and so i finally went out there to clean up and there were there were branches down that were taller than me and thicker than my arm that had just been out there and as i was out there picking up all this stuff it finally occurred to me that if i didn't pay somebody to take these trees down i was literally going to carry them out of here one stick at a time <laughs> that was the point where i realized i've got to put an end to this this is just untenable so the very <laughs> Ooh, next day work. I uh, I made some calls and I got some guys and I uh, I found uh, they came out real quick to give me estimates and then uh, I accepted one of the estimates and I didn't hear back from the guy uh, he didn't want to take my money and I, I I reached out to him several times I was like no you don't understand I deal with contractors all the time you ghost me after I give you money yeah, not before right. like he missed a critical step yeah. but eventually I just I, I said you don't have to come out right away I, this isn't urgent I just need to know the day I'm on your list so I can stop getting bids <laughs> and he finally replied he's like yeah yeah you're on the list we'll be out sometime and then like the next day he's like hey can we come out tomorrow I'm like what and then uh, <laughs> since this is Indiana uh, the next morning we had an inch of snow somehow, so what? he did not come out that day. So then the next day it was bright and sunny, and his crew showed up here, and they dismantled my fence, and they went to war with those trees. Not only that, but I made sure to bargain into this that, that I just have this massive pile of sticks in, the, in a burn pile back there at the back corner of the property, and you can't actually burn sticks here in town. So I just I pile all the dead sticks in there, and eventually I have to drag them out to the road for the city to chip up, and so I bargained in for them to take out all the dead sticks I had already collected so I am most pleased so I uh, I will soon have a backyard more devoid of nature than it has ever been before Aww. and there will be no more there will be no more sticks to fall there's nothing left there's my apple trees which are young and supple and have healthy and then there are trees <laughs> on properties around me but my property itself is utterly treeless and uh, despite how much I hate subdivisions I'm actually okay with that because if the alternative is large dot trees that drop massive branches that crush everything below them i think this is the better way to go wow well i'm sorry you lost your big trees you had big beautiful trees back there so yeah, is I mean, it a, I, an insect that or a worm yeah, what is that yeah it's like a it's like a beetle type thing i think but yeah apparently every every ash tree gets them and just i remember years ago they were going on this big campaign about don't transport firewood around because you're going to get this thing to move from place to place and it, it made no difference whatsoever you can't stop insects they just go i guess my brother-in-law said his parents have uh like three ash trees that merge together and they're uh, and that makes them weak and so they have like that somebody come out and string wires up to support them and they're and, and they have uh theirs is so big that they have somebody come out and treat it every year to slow down the progression of the ash borer so that it doesn't die as fast i don't know if it can keep it alive indefinitely but ours were ours were past the point where i wanted to keep life support on there like we looked like the old creepy house on the hill just because of these dead trees and like the you know right now all the trees are coming back to life and getting buds and not not ours not ours 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 get leaves real late and they only get some and then they just drop they, they instead of dropping leaves they drop massive uh, massive logs and uh it's not a fun wow. time but i, I guess uh you are in the forestry business now, so you should you should know all about ash trees. I'm a little surprised you've not heard of this. 
I have a few ash trees on my property, but I am predominantly poplars and elms. So I've got some sumac out here too, but I think the, the number of ash trees is so low, the forestry guy must not have even thought to mention it to me. Or maybe he figured by the time he told you about them, they would already be dead. And so it just didn't matter. It's uh, They are doomed. It just figures, you know, we again, we, we bought an old house and an old property. It's like, yeah, it's got nice mature trees. These people in these new subdivisions, they're so dumb. They don't have any trees. And now I am treeless. And not only am I treeless, I had to pay to make myself treeless. Now, I, I say that. I did plant some. So I've got the apple trees way at the back of the property. Those are probably 15 years old now because it turns out time keeps passing and it just messes with my head. When I planted them, they weren't much thicker than my finger. Now they're actual proper trees because I am yeah. so old. And uh, we'll probably plant something out there again, but uh, definitely not ash trees. And I'm thinking maybe more apple trees. They feed the kids. They feed the pigs. It's a good way to go. And uh, anything that saves me money on pig food, I'm, I'm okay with. Apple trees are pretty productive, too, so I think that's a good idea. You know, you think that, but out of 15 years we've had those apple trees out there, we've had one bumper crop. And we've really? had Yeah, we had one year where we had so many apples, my, my wife made like 11 apple pies just to give away. And yeah. we just, half of them just went, the, the apples just went bad. We couldn't pick them fast enough. But usually, I'd say almost every single year, we get thousands and thousands of blossoms. And then last year, we got one frost after that that killed all the blossoms, and we didn't get a single apple. Oh, so yeah, geez. 15 years of waiting and we had apples <laughs> once and we had them all at once and it was too many to even eat before they went bad. So that is that is the, the lesson there. Don't grow your own food. Just go to the grocery store and give up. Capitalism wins. Wow. We had an apple tree. I don't remember what kind of apples when I was growing up and it kept growing so many apples. My mom couldn't keep up with it. And my dad would ride over him um, with the lawnmower and he got pissed and he ended up chopping it down because he got wow. angry because there were so many apples every year and we we just we couldn't get rid of them fast enough. The neighborhood kids would have fights with the apples, like whip them <laughs> at each other. Like there were a lot of uses and a lot of apples. Why would he even care if he ran over an apple with a lawnmower? Like apples are are, are soft. I mean, it's not like it's going to mess up your mower. That mower is just going to dice it like Fruit Ninja. Maybe, but uh, uh, who knows what lies in the heart of a male Olivas. He, uh, I guess, maybe he just had like a phobia of applesauce or something. I mean, just, <laughs> man. I, 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 my mom makes good pie, so I think he's a big fan of her. I think she calls it German apple pie, but it's it's good. But we I, we just, we were swimming in apples. I just feel like. If you're going to go through the trouble of planting a tree and pruning a tree and raking up the leaves, the tree should give you something back in return. And so mm. if for no extra effort, it can give you apples. Why not get a, a tree that gives you apples rather than a tree that's just completely useless? <laughs> yes, well, I've got a few of those. Speaking of useless and dead, as your ash trees are, <laughs> I am up here at the grave site. Did you hear Ooh. my uh, little soft shoe as you were going to put fear of God into children? No, I didn't. I, I would have listened to that. So why are we back there? Is today the day we dig? Have I been delaying you from opening the grave? No. Let me step down here. Uh, I'm not going to open the grave. We have bad enough luck on this property already without tempting fate and uh, unleashing some of the gods. But we're up here, and so our Wrong and Wronger viewers can have a first-hand look at the grave. 
and there it is. I know you can't see it yet, but you will when you put this together. And it's I will. got a good view. Mrs. Steve is not convinced that this is a grave, but I am. A lot of our listeners won't be convinced, but just given the history of our tenure at this place, this is not only a grave, but it is also infested with evil. You know, there's a very, very easy way to settle that matter, and it requires only a shovel, which even you, who's broken two BAMs now, could still operate. I believe you could operate. You know what? You might not even need a, sh need a shovel. You could probably pry up some of those rocks with your bare hands. Mm. Probably, and uh, to be fair, I broke one BAM several times, so it's not just breaking two BAMs. But it's a multiple on at least one. Although, in other fairness, a guy from the co-op is going to fix the other one right now. I mean, that's what they said about the main BAM, though. I mean, they're going to they're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. They're going to fix it. Just like they're going to fix your house. And I don't know. I'm, I'm continually perplexed by why we can't figure out how to schedule this because I don't know how there's more things left for you. Like every time I call, there's you're on the road to get more stuff, to, more supplies to fix the property. I don't know one how there can possibly be things left to fix if the property hasn't either burned down already or been all the way repaired. And two, I don't know where you get the funds for this. I thought the property wiped you out already but every time i check your twitter page you've got another like truckload full of lumber which is worth as much as a new house like i know what lumber's going for these days so i don't know if you're selling drugs there on the property or what's going <laughs> on but it's just not adding up for me i can't tell you how deep in credit card debt we are right now or <laughs> if we ever plan to dig out of that credit card debt i'm just hoping i die at some point and then everything is even steven and uh, maybe i'll get a grave site as cool as this one what if there are grave jewels in there right now and the answer what the to hell all is a grave jewel a jewel in a grave. It's pretty self-explanatory. Oh I mean, God. context clues, Steve. Come on. Jesus. What, so, like, King Tutankhamun is up here on the Rattlesnake Ranch? I mean, who gets buried on a ranch? I mean, they probably have their whatever primitive things they had with them at the time, and maybe it wasn't valuable back then, but it could be valuable now. You don't know what sort of grave goods are in there, but all I know <laughs> is you will not. it will cost you $0 to excavate this grave, and it has all financial upside, and the worst thing that will happen is some sort of curse, but your property is already cursed, so maybe it will cancel out the curse. If you get two equally powerful curses to ram into each other, <laughs> then you become uncursed. It's your only way out. That's actually an interesting theory. I was going to burn some, like, sumac, not sumac, what, sage. Got to burn some sage up here. And uh, the guy that's helping me build the bedroom, he's part Cherokee Indian. And so I asked him if he knew any, like, spells or dances or anything that could help alleviate us from these demons. And uh, he, he said no. <laughs> he was also probably incredibly offended, but that's par for the course when talking to you. What are you building now? Like, are you building another building or did you tear a previous building apart? I saw something torn down to the studs. I, I try not to read all your tweets for context clues. I just <laughs> I just take, take a glimpse and I shudder and I move on with my life. And then here you can fill in the blanks. No, it's not torn down to the studs. It has been built up to the studs. So we're adding a master bedroom, not a suite like, it, there's no bathroom going on. It's just a room we're putting that is going to be a master bedroom. On the big cabin or the little cabin? On the big one. The little one, we've already added a bedroom. 
And we've sort of abandoned the reno on the little cabin because this is the week my son and his friends were supposed to have been here for spring break, but they're not. So we are now focusing our energy on draining every ounce of life out of me in the big cabin instead of the small cabin. Now that is interesting. So why did they choose to be literally anywhere else on earth rather than on your cursed ranch? <laughs> because one of his friends, he goes to prep school. He's got a bunch of rich Northeastern friends. One of his, actually several of his friends, but the one this week has a cabin on a lake in upstate New York. And so they went there for a while. And my son is the captain of the JV baseball team, so they have games and practices this week. So he's kind of schlepping back and forth and just doing his own thing. I see. And that was better than helping his old man excavate a cursed grave. I mean, what is wrong with kids today? If my dad had said, hey, son, want to help me come excavate a cursed grave? I would have been there in a heartbeat. Mind you, I was a useless, useless son. I wouldn't help with anything. And you know why I wouldn't help with anything? Because we were never out there trying to rob graves. We were always doing boring stuff like, hey, will you hold this on the sawhorse for me? Will you help me hang this storm window? No, I'm not going to do that. That. But if you need me to commit crimes against the dead, I will be there in a heartbeat. Wait you a minute. Missed your a dad critical. was handy and you're you? Yes. It's not genetic. It skips a generation or something. Or maybe I just <laughs> refused to learn. I don't know what's going on. He could build stuff. I could. But you know what? He could build stuff, but he still needed somebody to hold things. And my rule is if the job can be done by an inanimate object, then an inanimate object should do it. So I'm not going to hold that door open for you. Go get a brick. Go prop it open. You know, you can have a sawhorse to hold it there. You can have a ladder, whatever else. I, I, am, I am unneeded in this process. But for, for excavating a grave, you need somebody there because a shovel doesn't have your back when the zombies come out. Okay, that's a two-person job. Well... Uh, I always have a gun and a knife when I'm around, so I'm not sure how <laughs> vulnerable zombies are, but I, I'm not going to pull my gun out. It'll get kicked off YouTube, but I do have my knife, so I'll show you that. This is the zombie killer, we call oh, it. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> have, you, have you actually killed any zombies with it? Not yet, but I was assured by the guy at the flea market who sold me the knife that it would kill zombies first try. So I feel like you need to downgrade that name because right now it's just a coward knife that's never going to be tested on anything because you won't freaking open the grave. I'm okay. telling you, I, I, I don't want to piss it off any worse than it already obviously is. It must think we're the old owner. That's the only thing I can think of, James. Okay, I've, I've got a solution for you. Oh, so I we've don't got think I'm going to like this. We've got two situations here. So we've yeah. got the grave you won't dig up, and we've got the weird, mysterious laptop you won't open. What <laughs> if you bury the laptop box in the grave? Uh-huh. Uh... And when you dig, when you open the grave to bury the laptop box, you just take a little peek down there see what's in there. And if there's nothing, if it's not haunted, then it'll have that FBI laptop, and then it will be haunted. It'll be haunted with, uh, with the detrius of the surveillance state. So uh, I, think, I think this is a win-win. Just get out there, man. You, you're standing right there. There's literally nothing stopping you from just putting down your phone and pulling back these no, stones. I, I would say common sense is stopping me, and uh, a fear of demonic possession is stopping me. So, you know, rational well, things. 
What does Mrs. Steve think it is? Because clearly, I mean, it's probably not a grave. Because if it was a grave, you would feel compelled to open it because that would be the cool and rational thing to do. So does she just think it's a random pile of rocks? Yeah, but that doesn't make sense given that we have a lot of property and no other random piles of rocks. This is so easy to settle. Don't, haven't you, I mean, you've been married for a long time. How many years have you been married? 30-ish. Okay, Almost 30. So you've been married 30-ish, and now you have a clear difference of opinion with your wife. You have said, this, Mrs. Steve, is a grave. And she has said, you, Mr. Steve, are an idiot. So this is like, the stakes and positions are clearly uh, put out there. There's no backtracking. There's no moving the goalpost. You could open this grave and prove it's a grave and be the first husband in the history of husbands to prove his wife wrong. That could be you, Steve. You could be a hero. You could be a legend. And all you have to do is get out a shovel and move some rocks. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like there's some responsibility attached to it. Mrs. Steve calling me an idiot. I, I'm just as immune to that as you saying I'm a horrible person every time I can't record whenever you have like a free moment. I mean, does, do, do my words just not have any effect or have you internalized them? Do you just accept my version of reality that you are in fact a bad person? Because you really are. Uh, if you notice, I rarely respond to those because I end up just turning my phone off and thinking, thank God we're not recording because this <laughs> is like dodging a bullet for me. But James, speaking of dodging bullets, I'm looking at the timestamp here and we need to end. And I, I can't think of anything better to do right now because I want to get away from this unmarked grave before something crawls out and drags me in. All right, but if you don't die a mysterious death right after we finish recording, I will be very disappointed. Well, hey, likewise, brother. All right, this has been another episode, a spooky Halloween-themed and death-infused episode of Wrong and Wronger. James is going to have to explain to me what Demetrius means or whatever the hell he said before. Demetrius. He... What, what is that? You can't make up words and then expect me to know what they mean. I, it's possible I mispronounced it because I've only seen it written. It's like it's like uh, debris. It's it is every every bit as much of a word as what was your word float not floatus what was your word now? Fravis. Fravis. Okay, God, so I wish we had more time to have this out. Mine is at least a word from the dictionary. Yours is only a word <laughs> on Urban Dictionary, and only because we put it there. All right, get us out of here. I will argue with this about you next time. Uh, until next time, which is going to be long, long from now, this is Steve. It was Dr. Steve for James, the exploding unicorn cheating at Scrabble Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, as always, one dead body and two wrongs can make a right.